You're listening to the Remax Hustle Podcast, brought to you by Remax of Western Canada. Well, welcome to the Remax Hustle Podcast. My name is Wade Patterson, and I'm a franchise coordinator with Remax of Western Canada, and I'm your host for this audio experience. The Remax Hustle Podcast is all about providing you with value by leveraging the knowledge and expertise of our Remax network. On this episode, I'm joined by Tamara Stone of Remax Kelowna. Tamara is a lifelong resident of Kelowna, BC. She's watched the community grow from a small town of 25,000 to a thriving community of more than 120,000. She grew up in a real estate family, became licensed in 1995, and today, Tamara and her sister Shannon lead the Stone Sisters group, which has been a Remax Diamond Club team over the past few years. Tamara, welcome to the Remax Hustle podcast. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. So the Stone, Stone Sisters group is a household name in Kelowna, but my understanding is that you were in the business for about a decade before Shannon. Can you walk us through that history? Yeah, absolutely. So so our mom and dad were realtors. Uh, our dad actually got into real estate in 1978, the year Shannon was born. And we, you know, our mom joined up then in 1985. We truly did grow up negotiating around the dinner table. And, you know, dad and mom sold through, you know, the early 80s with 22% interest rates. And he'd go into his office in the morning and have trouble pushing open the door because people in the night had dropped their keys off and just said, you know, Bruce, try and sell the house. And so it, you know, I always knew I wanted to be a realtor. Uh, as, as you said, I got in in 1995 and mom and dad actually discouraged me. They, uh, they thought I was too young. I was 21 going on 50, but <laughs> they, they didn't want me riding their coattails. They, uh, they knew this would be a hard business and um, really, really encouraged me to go finish my schooling. I had two years of a diploma and they wanted me to go get my degree. And I just said, no, I, I love this and I can't wait to get in the business. And um, so, so when I got in, they they said they would sort of take me under their wings and train me for six months. And after that, I was I was on my own to you know sink or swim. And because I was so young, because I really didn't didn't know anything. I mean, I knew about the business, but I didn't have the skill set. So I convinced mom and dad that we needed to be you know to brand ourselves as Stone Team. And they didn't really like that idea either. And, but, you know, I worked on them and said, you know, we're not going to actually be a team. You, dad, you do your thing and mom, you do yours and I'll do mine. But I, I knew that they could use my energy and my enthusiasm, sort of help give them, some, you know, a new perspective on the business and it would help give me some credibility. So that's how, you know, the Stone team started. And shortly after I got in, my dad ended up actually retiring and, like a lot of realtors, even to this day, he didn't, you know, make a decision. He didn't sell me the business. You know, I didn't take over his business at all. He just kind of withdrew over a few years and did a little bit less. And his database just kind of went away. Um, and then mom, a couple of years after dad um, stepped down and stopped selling, then mom did the same thing. But I kept Stone Team because it, you know, at that point, there'd already we'd already had a bit of traction for it and and a bit of a brand name and again i was still young so i still needed that that sense of of who the team was and uh, i mean it was funny because for years people would go so okay tamara we've dealt with you once or twice and when are we going to meet the rest of the team like when are we going to meet your parents i'm like god they haven't sold in years but you know i'd smile and go soon soon you will <laughs> so um shannon then um after me bugging her for years she finally you know of her own accord she decided that um, that she would get into the business. And and she didn't come in and say, hey, I'm going to be your partner. She just said, I've got some interest in this, and I, I'd like to start selling real estate in Kelowna. 
And so I said the same thing to her that mom and dad had really said to me. And I said, okay, well, I'll train you for six months. You can essentially be in my back pocket. I'll teach you everything I've learned over the last 10 years. And then let's see where it goes. And by day three, I knew Shannon was going to be phenomenal. And she brought a whole different skill set to the table. And we, uh, we've never looked back. And so we, we switched from team, from Stone Team, um, shortly after she came in. We, we joined Remax. She came in the business. We joined Remax. And we went to a conference. And everybody there was a team. And even if they were a one-man show, kind of like I'd been doing for years, it was, this is the Smith team. I'm like, oh, you've got a whole team. It's going, well, no, actually, it's just me, but it sounds good. And everybody would come up to Shannon and I and go, are you guys sisters? So that's when we thought, you know what, let's be different. And we're going to call ourselves the Stone Sisters. And uh, that's how it worked. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. So is there a different dynamic there that Shannon brings? I mean, do you do you two have similar skill sets or is it a nice balance? Do you guys complement each other in that regard? We complement each other really, really well. And, and we're, you know, we, our clients think of us as being the same and we can finish each other's sentences and... You know, we have the same core values and want the same for our clients, but we are very, very different. So, you know, we'll joke about it and we say that I'm the gas and she's the brakes. So I get crazy ideas and I'm super hyper and super, super high energy. And Shannon remains very calm. She's level-headed. She's, she's much more analytical than I am. So she's been really, really instrumental with the development of our team and managing the team and, you know, overseeing websites and, and, you know, the marketing campaigns. She's got a great head for marketing. So that's her real forte. And I love chatting with new people and developing business and we call it shaking the tree, but, (laughs) you know, going out and shaking the fruit off the tree and bringing in business. So... Similar, but very different. Awesome. Good stuff. What are some of the biggest challenges to running a team? Oh, some of the biggest. Okay, are you ready? How long do we have? No. <laughs> as long as you want. No, we, uh, some of the biggest challenges, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, a picture that I have in my office, I think would summarize it. And it's a picture of a mama bird sitting beside her bird nest. And the whole team knows about the picture and they all kind of look and roll their eyes a bit. But to me, that is the epitome of a typical real estate team. And that is that the, you know, if you've ever seen a bird's nest with with baby birds and the, the nest looks totally quiet until the mama bird comes anywhere close with a worm in her mouth. And then all the birds pipe up and they reach their necks out of the nest and they're all eager and, you know, beaks opening for that worm. And if the mama bird puts the worm right in the baby bird's mouth, they're probably, you know, there's a really good chance they'll swallow that worm and and deal with it. But um, but if the mama bird puts the worm on the edge of the nest or, you know, heaven forbid that the, the baby bird needs to come out of the nest and go and get a worm, they don't do it. And that's a real estate team. And that's, you know, we've we've been a team. We hired our first team member seven years ago, six years ago, pardon me. And, you know, I think a lot of real estate teams are that baby bird and that that mentality of, well, you know, a lot of realtors go on a team because they don't want to generate, they don't want to prospect, they just want to be fed leads. And that works when you're in a really hot market or, you know, things are are fantastic. And then the minute the market slows down, the mama bird's going to take care of her own needs and stops feeding the baby's worms and the team falls apart. And we knew we didn't want to have that. And certainly in the 
24 years I've been selling, I've seen different cycles. And, you know, our philosophy on our team is to, you know, it's not just about our ability to give the team leads. And and we give the team a lot of leads. The You know, our goal is that the team will generate 25% of their business and that we'll generate 75%. And that's our target. We're not there. You know, Shannon and I are generating about 80%. But we're, we're trying to really help the team, you know, teach them and educate them as to how they're able to cultivate and, and grow a business sort of within our business. And, um, and it's not just the leads, but it's the support and the camaraderie and, and the idea sharing and the experience that, that we can help, help them with. You touched on this there, but what I'm wondering is what kind of agent is a good candidate for a team? Like who... Who benefits most from being in a team environment? Um, a team player, you know, without sounding so so corny, but um, we look for somebody. I mean, I love it if if somebody approaches us and they played sports. You know, we're on a sport team of some kind. That's they understand that. You know, they don't. You know, we, we don't. We look for someone who does not want their name in lights. We don't want to be a stepping stone. Um, for us, in our experience, we won't hire a brand new agent. Because somebody will look and go, hey, I'm going to come on. I'm going to join Stone Sisters Group. I'll get fed a ton of business. I'll learn all there is to learn. And then it's so easy. I'll go off on my own. And we've had that. You know, we've we've been there and done that. And the, the team member ends up sort of resisting what the splits are. And, you know, we we end up resisting. Like, it, it just changes the attitude and, and the energy. So... For us, we want somebody who doesn't need their name to be in in lights. They want to be part of something bigger. Um, they like the support and and are looking for a work life balance. You know, because if you're a solo solo agent, I mean, there's one fellow that we see at conferences, and you know, he has openly said to us that he, you know, he's a one man show and he does well. And we said, you know, how do you do it? You're always on. And he's like, yeah, it's it's good. You know, it it works okay. And he said, you know, my my goal really is. He said, I just I try not to work weekends. And I said, oh, okay. And how's that working for you? Because you know, weekends is when you do a ton of you know the lion's share of business. We find weekends and evenings. And his business, you know, he he had some really really big years. But as he's continued to try not to work evenings and not to work weekends, well, that's when the public's available. So. You know, I think we find that we're successful with agents who look and go, okay, I want to make, of course, crazy money, but I want to, you know, I want to be able to go camping for a couple of weeks and get off the grid completely and know that my clients are taken care of or that my business isn't going to dry up and, and disappear, that I've got some support around me. Interested in learning more about a career in real estate? Head over to joinremax.ca. So I'm guessing you have some within Stone Sisters groups, have some systems worked in to allow that to happen when people want to take time off yep, like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we are super, super systemized. And, uh, you know, I think even sometimes when, you know, our last agent who just joined us uh, came on board and we have a whole onboarding process and, and he was just looking going, okay, holy cow, you guys have got everything. Like we have, you know, procedure book and checklists for everything. And but, you know, we encourage all the, the licensed agents, you know, it's our minimum that we want them to have four weeks off a year and off, off, you know, n- no phones. Another team member will help out. And we sort of have a buddy system set up on the team so that if you're away this weekend, somebody else on the team can help you out. And then and then you do them a favor when they go. So, you know, really trying to encourage people to have some longevity in the business. 
Yeah, 100%. So important. Uh, a few of our agents with newly formed teams have asked the question about compensation models. And is that something that you and Shannon had to experiment with a little bit? Or did you find that, you know, you, you chose something and it worked right away? Or, or how did you go about that process? It's, no, we've certainly, you know, you you make mistakes and you learn from them and you, you keep going. So, you know, you hear, you know, you hear what a lot of teams do. And there are so many different models for, for so many different people. There's on one end of the spectrum, there's, you know, a salary and the people get a very small percentage, you know, really small commission, but they have a salary. And then on the other end, there are people who, you know, the team members keep, you know, 90% or 95% of, of their own business. They're really not fed any leads and they're just sort of branding together or what have you. So, you know, we've, over the years, we've definitely evolved it. Um, we actually just made another big change this year. Um, with that goal that I'd said earlier of, of helping the team generate 25% of their own business, we've, you know, we amended our, our team contracts to make it more conducive to them, you know, more in favor of them doing that. And, and that if for business that they bring in, they're going to get a higher percentage so that there's a little incentive to, to get out and do that. Makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned earlier your parents clearly mentors of yours, and I've also heard you talk about coaching and how that has been yeah. beneficial. But just in general, why is mentorship or having a coach important in this business? Oh, I mean, a, a mentor without question is is incredibly powerful and helpful. And you know, I'm, I feel very honored. I've actually got a few few agents at the office who who have reached out and just said, you know, I just I respect you and I want to run this by you. Or can we go for coffee? And you know, it's truly it's it's a huge huge honor, you know, to be asked, especially when I'm I'm a competitor. You know, I'm right in the market with them. It's you know, it feels really good to be able to to give back and and inspire and, and sort of share some of the, you know, quarter century of, of experience <laughs> that I've got. Um, and, you know, the same thing with coaching. I mean, I think a mentor is somebody there, you know, my definition is a mentor is somebody who's not going to financially benefit from the advice, you know, that you're giving or sharing that just, you're truly just there to help somebody succeed and, and elevate the standards in our industry. Whereas coaching and my, you know, the way my head works and, and I do some coaching with, with agents not in our area, but then, you know, with those agents, then I do get paid and, and charge them and really, you know, there's a, a confidentiality agreement I have and, and really help them sort of focus on the business aspect of it and, and really look at it from a numbers and help them become more profitable. So, and I think, I think both are important. You know, we all, we all need to be held accountable. I think, um, I actually think that's a huge part of, of the success Shannon and I have had is, you know, that, that we, we hold each other, uh, we hold our team accountable. Shannon holds me accountable. I hold her and we, you know, that, that, you know, cheesy statement that, you know, together everyone achieves more, but it's true. You do. And, and I don't want to let, you know, I don't want to let anybody on the team down or, or my sister. Most importantly, I don't want to let her down. So, you know, mentors and mentorship and, and coaching is, you know, I wouldn't do without it's, I, I think I probably would have, I probably would have been tired of the business, honestly, and maybe look to do something different if it weren't for sort of those fun opportunities. Right. 
one of the things that you do to to give back to the Remax Network is you're on our top producer panel pretty often. And for those listening who aren't familiar with it, we have something called Sales Associate Orientation, which happens about once a month throughout the year. And we have different top producers. And that's typically one of the highlights of SAO is, is being able to hear from those in the business. And I'm wondering, is there, what's one thing that you consistently give at that session or a little piece of advice or something that maybe you wish you had heard when you were first coming in the business? What's, what's your little tidbit oh, that you give? I love that. Um, and I absolutely love getting to go and speak at those. And it, what's really, really cool is, you know, at the, we were recently at the Banff Western Connect conference and, and somebody that I'd met five years ago. Um, as a new, you know, new to the industry and new to Remax, um, you know, reached out and sent me a message just saying that was phenomenal. Learned more at that than than you know any of the other. But thank you so much. And now he was a speaker at the Banff conference and wow. has really grown his business. So, you know, probably what the the biggest thing that I share with people, and it's the biggest thing that I learned from my mom and dad, was to not spend like a drunken sailor. You know, I think. You get into this business and holy smokes, it's like everybody is out to to take your money. And I think it's easy to buy into that philosophy that, okay, it's not just enough to lease a nice BMW and buy the Hugo Boss suit, but you really better, you know, get a great website and you better have super thick, unique business cards and you better have like all pens and and spend. And, and I, I don't think you need to do it at all. And I think... You know, the essence of this business is face-to-face conversations and belly-to-belly connecting with people. And that can be at the dog park or at, you know, picking your kids up after school or at the grocery store. And it's just actually relating to people and and showing a genuine interest in them. And second to that, you show an interest in them, they then ask what you do and building some rapport that way. And, you know, my advice to people, your first year is see how little you can spend. You know, of course you need business cards and, you know, some branded open house signs are are great. You know, if you don't have any listings, that's something great to get out and do. But best thing is to join some service clubs or, you know, be true to who you are. Like I've done, I joined a running club Hmm. a few years ago and I I do a ton of business from the running club because you're out there slogging along a 15 kilometer trail and you start talking about life and what you do and you know, arm yourself, like advice dad gave me was, was, you know, cause I was young. So he said, you've got to know more than anybody else, you know, in Kelowna, in real estate. So I went, okay, well, I, you know, I know the statistics and I know the facts and that. And he's like, no, everybody can know that. He's like, know something interesting. So something I always like to know is what's the most expensive house that's for sale right now. And what's the least expensive house for sale. And just some of that sort of insider information, but a little tidbit that people go, huh. That's kind of cool. I haven't heard that from anyone else. And that, so that's my advice to somebody, you know, starting out or someone new, don't spend a lot. Try and spend kind of the bare minimum, which I'm sure people are, you know, rolling their eyes at me for that. But you can burn through so much money in this business and it's not necessary to do. Not, not initially. I think that's fantastic advice. Absolutely. Especially for those new to the business. How specifically has being with Remax impacted your business? 
Oh, tremendously. So 32% of our business last year was Remax referrals. So it's, it's huge, huge, huge for us. And we, I mean, you know, we go to all the conferences. We, for those of your, you know, listeners who are here who haven't seen us, we're pretty cheesy. <laughs> we're in our head to toe white suits the whole time we're dressing in white. We're, you know, we're working it. We're not the shy wallflowers sitting at the back of the room where we're going up and engaging with people and, and, you know, building that rapport, but without question, you know, the, the conferences have certainly opened up doors for us to, to chat with and network with and get a lot of business that, that comes into Kelowna from Remax agents, certainly across the country. Um, you know, secondly, I think, you know, I, I know when we moved to Remax and this is a long time ago. Um, but we moved to Remax in 2006, like the end of 2005, and we phoned our database. We'd left a small company full of great people and, and a nice company, but not big picture. They, they, you know, they were sort of one, a one man show where everybody ran their own business and there wasn't that, that collaboration. And we phoned all of our clients to let them know we'd, we'd moved to Remax. And it was so interesting because a number of people just went, oh, wow, okay, good for you guys. Like, you're going to the big leagues. This is, you know, now, now you've made a good decision. And, you know, recently I was traveling and I was in New York and chatting with a lady on the, on the metro or um, subway. And we were chatting and I don't know how it got into it, but what do you do for a living? And I said, I'm, I'm a realtor. Now, she doesn't even, I mean, she probably knows where Canada is, but she certainly doesn't know Kelowna doesn't know anything else. And she said, so who are you with? Remax? And it, it's wow. the first thing. So it's, has Remax had an influence on our business? Without question. Tremendously. Since this is the Remax Hustle podcast, we like to end every episode with a hustle tip. So essentially, what is your tip for getting stuff done? So what would be your Remax Hustle tip when you really got to get something done? How do you do it? When I really have to get something done, I bribe myself. And it started with my sister bribing me and I would bribe her. But if I have to get something done, I, I you know, will promise myself. I mean, the big thing I like to do, I, I like to prospect consistently. So, and I don't do a ton of prospecting, but it's two hours a week. So I work Tuesday through Fridays and then alternating weekends. But on my, my days on, I need 30 minutes of prospecting. So my little hustle thing is, okay, I can have one, fan, we have a fancy coffee maker at home. So I make my fancy coffee and, and drink that. And then I really want a second coffee. And I'm like, nope, if you got to hustle. So make my, make my phone calls for another 15 minutes and then I get a coffee. So that's my... I love that. Bribery <laughs> can be a good thing. It works. 100%. Well, thanks so much, Tamara, for taking the time to share your knowledge on this episode of the Remax Hustle podcast. And that's all for this episode, but we hope you took away an idea or strategy to help grow your business and perhaps most importantly, allow you to continue that Remax hustle. We'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Remax Hustle podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and rate this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. 